This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's ah, bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Shoes. Go. Put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. I wish culture didn't matter. But it does. It matters a lot. And we're going to talk about our culture. We're going to talk about a Biden-China connection that seems to be really, really not good. And finally, Heavy D bringing it again. All that's coming up next on I'm Right. Man, this impeachment stuff is super serious. It's very important. It's definitely not a waste of time, and we should focus on it. So allow me to update you on impeachment. Trump's defense team starts on Friday. Today, absolutely nothing happened at all. Nothing will happen really ever, and finally they'll vote to acquit him. There. 
You are officially, finally up to date on impeachment, and now we're going to sign off from that and move on to things that actually matter. Things like culture. Here's what's happened in the United States of America. And I want you to understand this. This, is, this was purposeful. It's not taught in schools for a reason. It's hard to find people who will explain this, although there are plenty out there. But this is what's happened in the United States of America. I talk about communism all the time. You, you hear me. You know about all our anti-communist merch on our website, thefirsttv.com slash store. You know about it. But it's more. What I mean when I say communism in America, it's really cultural Marxism. And stay with me here for a second. Don't worry. I'm not going to drown you and bore you to death. Just understand. Communism was always sold in places like the Soviet Union as equality between the, 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 the poor people and the rich people. They have all this money. You don't have anything. Get us into power, us communists, and we'll take care of that. But the problem the communists had when they, very much on purpose, were bringing that over here, you can find interviews to this day with ex-KGB guys who will tell you, oh yeah, we were all over, we did it on purpose, we, we put it in the United States on purpose. Their problem with selling communism here was, well, communism's a harder sell when everyone has food. I mean, even, I mean, they're always rich and poor, that's a fact, but in America, everybody has air conditioning, three square meals a day. Even poor people got an extra couple boxes of mac and cheese. Yeah, I'm pointing at myself in the pantry. That's just, just the way it is. America's not poor. The people aren't starving. They're not starving while they look at the rich being super rich. Everyone is okay here. So the communists were struggling with, well, how do we get in? We have to find something different. You're not going to sell the message of let's go get the bourgeois in America. What's the best way to sell that? Well, you need to do two different things. One, you need to find out something that's unequal or a feeling of something being unequal. Or, and two, you need to very, very, very much play on the sensibilities Americans already have. So what did they do? Well, one of the main things they did was they used our civil rights, women's rights movement, and that's why these movements are the main arms of the Democratic Party today. There's a reason all these people are for the left. All these people push for the left. We have women's rights movement. You got women's march. You have 18 million different LGBTQ, whatever it is, movements out there. You got Black Lives Matter movements out there. All selling you on what? Society's not equal. American society is terrible. It's not equal. And it should, it deserves to be brought to its knees. That's what communists always want. They want to bring America to its knees. But in order to do that, you have to play on the sensibilities Americans already have. Well, what is America? America is a Christian-based country. That was our culture. I don't care if that offends you. Read a history book. That's what we were. It was a country founded by Protestants. And because we had that Christian base, there's that natural inclination towards love your neighbor. God loves us all the same. You know, that got all the basic teachings you'll find if you read the Bible. Well, it's not hard to sell that to a Christian. What, you, you love Jesus, but you don't want things to be equal for black people? You can play on people's guilt so well. Of course I do. Just tell me what I have to do. Should I apologize for my skin color? Should I? 
as a society, that's why it was so easy to get that sold here. Do you hate women? I thought you were a Christian. No, I promise. I'm a good Christian. I love women. What, what should we do? And that's why the cultural Marxists are who took over the United States of America. And that's what you see. We have a different brand of communism. The goals are always the same. Dominate, destroy your opponent, take over everything, like all communists. The, the, the goals are the same. They're just using a different means to get there. And that's what you have in the United States of America. That's what you have all over our culture. And let's dwell on culture for just a brief moment before we get to this Gina Carano stuff. Understand this. Culture matters a lot. It's all that matters. And that sucks, especially for us right now. It sucks for you. It sucks for me because they own it and you don't want it to matter. I mean, you and I have said it a thousand times. I certainly know I have. Some idiot, 18-year-old teeny bopper gets up at the music awards with purple hair and half her head shaved and, and, and nails coming out all over her face and says something, I love communism, America's evil. And you're like, ah, like anybody cares what that idiot says. They do care. What people consume with their ears and their eyes matters very, very much. I don't want it to matter but it is a big deal when our entire entertainment industry is taken over by cultural Marxists. It does matter a lot. And part of cultural Marxism is just like communism everywhere else. It means the complete elimination of your opponent. A communist, remember this, a communist will have 100 people standing in front of him and convert 99 of them to communism. A communist doesn't even see the 99. He only sees the one he missed. That's all they see. It's a religion of domination. These people have hated somebody like Gina Carano forever. She was a UFC fighter, beautiful actress. She was on that show, The Mandalorian, on Disney+. Plus. Everybody's raving about it because Star Wars is so big in this country. That's the biggest thing in the world. But look, they've wanted her for a long time because they knew she was on the right. She had said enough to let them know, well, this, person, this person's on the right. I bet she's on the right. It wasn't too long ago they came for her yelling that she put her gender pronouns in her social media bio. They wanted her to put he, her, he, whatever that stupid stuff they do. And she made fun of them for it. She put something like beep, bop, and boop in hers just to give them, you know, the proverbial middle finger. They hated her since then. So they were just watching and waiting, as communists always do. They watch and they wait until they think, they, they think you screwed up, until they think they have an excuse to take you to the gulags. And they did it. Gina Carano, obviously worried about the demonization of anybody on the right in America, puts up a post on Instagram. And it's a post of, well, there's a Jewish woman there, partially disrobed, in Nazi Germany, and there are people running behind her, including a kid with clubs, and she's clearly been beaten, and it's just a, it's a terrible, terrible scene. And this is what she said, quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Okay. I'm honestly, pretty accurate, right? Maybe you don't like the Holocaust reference. In general, I try to stay away from those, but pretty accurate, right? Certainly nothing hateful, nothing bigoted, nothing controversial. 
except you'd be wrong. Immediately, the mob came for her. Fire Gina Carano, begin trending on all the major social media platforms. And corporate America, the guys who run our media, saw their opportunity to dump a problem. Lucas Films, this is their statement as they fired her. Quote, Gina Carano was not currently employed by Lucasfilm, and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. Now, I'm not going to go over again what she said, but you, you heard what she said. She didn't denigrate anybody. They had this email printed a long time before she posted that up, just waiting, watching, waiting for the opportunity, because that's how these people think. But what I want you to take away from this is this. Not just that they're vicious. I want you to understand the mentality of people who reside in your nation. These communists who reside in your nation. Are you ready for this? This is going to be uncomfortable. Talk about making you uncomfortable. They woke up this morning. They finally got rid of this right-wing actress. Got to dump her. They finally got rid of her, and they woke up this morning. And after a big win like that, you know what they did? They immediately started looking at you and me. They didn't wake up and say, Woohoo! Got one. And go go grab a beer. That was a good win yesterday. They don't think like that. That is not how these communists think. They only think about the next victory they need and who they haven't gotten yet. That's what you have to understand. And that's hard to accept that you're facing an insatiable beast that's never, ever, ever going to be tamed. But that's what you are facing. It's a sick, evil religion of domination, and it must be stopped. And I promise you, I promise you this, if you never listen to anything else I say, listen to this now. They're not going to stop on their own. It's never happened, ever. Her co-star, that idiot, Pedro Pascal, he does have his gender pronouns in his social media profile. Well, that's weird. In 2010, he made a comparison to the Holocaust in Kids in Cages. And by the grace of God, he's dumb enough to include a picture of kids in cages that was actually from Palestine. <laughs> it was a bunch of kids waiting for a soup kitchen. He thought it was kids on the border. Whoops. Didn't do that right. And apparently this show, The Mandalorian, has this saying everybody loves. This is the way. This is the way. Well, you know, I'm going to plug some merch because we were all over that here on the first. Go to thefirsttv.com slash store, and we have This Is Not The Way t-shirts for sale. Yes, I love our guys. I didn't even come up with that. That's just awesome. This stuff, this stuff matters. That national anthem stuff, it matters a lot. Like I told you yesterday, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I don't care about the Dallas Mavericks. I don't care about the NBA because I'm not watching anymore. If being anti-American is now American, then we are in very, very, very serious trouble. If half the country, half the country, and certainly the people who control the institutions are cultural Marxists who believe America's racist and, and, and sexist and all these other things, we are in, we're in very serious trouble. Very serious trouble. And I will tell you something. You can say this is good, and I agree it's good, but it can be better. Viewership going down. Sports Media Watch had a tweet saying, Super Bowl ratings declined in adults 18 to 49 for the ninth straight year. 
Adults under 50 continue to make up a dwindling share of the audience. 37% this year compared to 43% four years ago, 51% in 2008. How's the long-term trend doing? There's a chart of it. In 2008, this is the trend of adult Super Bowl viewership, by the way. 2008, 50, 12, 46, 16, 42, 21, 37. This is how it always goes. People are instinctively rejecting this garbage, and they're walking away. But here, here's the problem with it. It's instinctive. They don't even fully understand what they're rejecting. They just understand, it doesn't feel right, right? It's not fun anymore. Like, all our culture stuff sucks. I, I, I used to tune into late night TV, and it's, it's Jay Leno or David Letterman cracking jokes. And woohoo, that was hilarious. Now you tune in, it's all Democrat infomercials. Ah, oh, that's no fun. Tune into sports on Sunday. Maybe you got your son beside you. Boy, let's watch some basketball today. Oh, gosh, the... Oh, man, they're kneeling for the anthem. Oh, geez, there's, there's Black Lives Matter all over the floor. Oh, the first commercial is Black Lives Matter? Oh, the next commercial is uh, transgender awareness? Uh, you know what, boy? Let's turn this off. Let's go play out back. Maybe it's healthier in the end. But I will tell you this. It is not good to lose your culture. That does not end well. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. Cybercrime is not going away. I wish it was. But we have to change our mentality about how we view crime. I mean, you ask me to this day how I view crime. It's a dude in a ski mask with a gun. You Give me your wallet on the sidewalk. The real crimes out there, the real sharp criminals out there who are taking fortunes, they're not doing it with a ski mask on. They're doing it behind a computer because all the wealth, all your wealth, all my wealth, it's all connected on the Internet. Your home title is online. Because it's online, it can be hacked. And it's easy for these guys to hack it. They're out there tracking these home titles down every single day and wiping people out. Don't let it happen to you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. That gets you 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. China. I'm almost tired of saying that word, but I can't stop saying it. You're going to be hearing a lot more of it. The truth is, they're our number one geopolitical foe, and they are here. Their influence is everywhere in this country, and they have heavy, heavy influence with the Biden family. They just, there's a long, ugly history there. And I have to say, I rarely tell you, you have to hang on for a guest. We have great guests on the show. We're proud of all of our guests. But I'm telling you, make sure you stay right there in your seat for Lee Smith later on in this show, telling you exactly what's going on right now in America. It's incredible. But Joe Biden had some comments today about him and Xi Jinping. I was on the phone for two straight hours with Xi Jinping. And uh, you all know as well as I do, these folks, uh, and it was a good conversation. I know him well. We spent a lot of time together over the uh, uh, over the years I was vice president. And uh, but uh, you know they're gonna. If we don't get moving. They're gonna eat our lunch. They are gonna eat our lunch if we don't get moving. 
But what does that mean? We have China who doesn't care about any rules. They're just blowing and going over there, building as much as they possibly can. We have to get moving. Joe Biden says we have to get moving, and yet, like, the first thing he did in the Oval Office was sit down and cancel things like the Keystone Pipeline. Already talking about raising the wage and, hey, carbon's going to murder the earth. These two things don't work together. I don't care how much the commies try to convince you they do. You cannot be, well, I, I need to reduce carbon emissions and be pro-manufacturing. It's not the way it works at all. Either you believe in productivity and wealth creation, or you believe in man-made climate change, and you cannot possibly believe in both. They work against each other, period. And this link between the Democratic Party and China, it's strong, and it's apparent all over the place. Elise Stefanik, she introduced an amendment to ban stimulus funds from going to the Chinese Communist Party, any, anything tied to the Chinese Communist Party. She introduced an amendment to ban stimulus funds going there, and it was blocked? It was blocked by House Democrats? What is, what is the reasoning for this? I, I mean, they're just laying it all out for you. So wait a minute. The argument is you want stimulus funds? to go to the Chinese Communist Party? She had a quote, too. She said, quote, We must prevent American taxpayer dollars from going to institutions that have partnerships with any entity owned, controlled, or, or organized under the laws of the Chinese Communist Party, which we know is censoring free speech, engaging in genocide in the Zhejiang province, and influencing American academia before our eyes. It's happening before our eyes. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing that, I mean, think about just how wild this is. Not that I want to go into the NBA or anything like that again. Think how insane it is that we have massive pro-sports organizations openly dumping on America. Hate the flag, hate the anthem, America doesn't represent me. And yet doing whatever China says, whatever China says it. Isn't it insane to you? It's insane to me that you go to the movies now, I go to the movies now, and you're watching movies with your family, movies that are edited for the Communist Party of China. You understand, I know a bunch of these Hollywood types, the, 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 the quiet conservative types, and they'll tell you privately, oh yeah, China pick up, picks up the phone all the time. Uh, I don't like that scene, that scene's gotta go. Mm, nope, that's not good, take that scene out. And they do it. China says jump, our Democratic Party says how high, our entertainment industry says how high, our professional sports leagues say how high. The Donald Trump administration went after the professors in this country. How many Chinese professors did you see get busted? The call is coming from inside the house. All right, hang on for Lee Smith. Trust me on this. We'll be back. Mammoth Nation. That's one of the ways you can be more purposeful going forward. How often do you hear me talk about being more purposeful? Where you spend your money, where you don't spend your money. Mammoth Nation, when you become a member of Mammoth Nation, and I'm not telling you to do anything I haven't done, I'm a lifetime member. When you become a member of Mammoth Nation, your money, it goes to people running for office who believe what you and I believe. That's purposeful. And you get benefits from it too. Great benefits from it. Wireless, you have any of that? 
shopping, hotels, telehealth. There is a laundry list of things that you now get discounts for just because you're a member of Mammoth Nation. It's that great. You get to contribute to saving your country while saving a little cheddar on the side. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. Let's be a bit more purposeful about everything. Well, what do you think about rhetoric? Where are we with rhetoric? What does Dave Bratt think about it? First of all, look, I mean, Democrats use rhetoric too. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. You reap what you sow. The folks who work for him, uh, I don't think should be surprised at this reaction. What she is saying, we are reading way too far into it. Maxine Waters, for a lot of people on the progressive left, is giving voice to the, the real anger that they feel and, and the, the real dissent that they are feeling. She wants his um, cabinet to be held accountable for what they're doing. To be holding someone accountable is completely different than harassment. Again, I resent wow. the mischaracterization and misrepresentation of her remarks. They resent it. Joining me now to talk about rhetoric and what it actually means is a man who needs no introduction on this show, former congressman, current dean of business at Liberty University, one of the few places left you can send your kids, <laughs> Dave Bratt. Congressman, I don't, I don't care about rhetoric. It just seems like politicians have always used words like this, fight and fight back, yeah. and we're going to go to war, and we're doing battle and whirlwind. It didn't bother me when Democrats did it. It never bothered me when Trump did it. But should I care? Yeah, well, you should care. Uh, you asked an academic on rhetoric, Plato's Republic. Everybody go back to your Plato, right? 400 BC. And he juxtaposed the artist and the, the rhetorician uh, against human reason. And so there is your entree as to what's missing, right? Rhetoric has displaced reason because it does win, right? Politics is downstream from culture. Culture always wins. The Democrats just put on a 15-minute skit uh, to open the trial, right? A montage that was clipped and posted and pasted uh, to create an emotional response. Uh, it's not rational because it was clipped together and it's fake. It's false. It was clipped together, right? And so the montage you put together too, shows, you know, hypocrisy and contradiction uh, all over the place. But they, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it is up to the American people. Uh, they've been way too responsive to the irrationality and to the passions. Uh, when when the Democrats have been fighting out in the streets for an entire year uh, and the American people didn't rise up and respond and, and demand that our own leadership respond not with rhetoric, but with reasoned policy, that this is not acceptable, but they were hiding under their desk uh, because they're scared. And so rhetoric right now is clearly winning. It should not be winning. It should never win. Uh, reason uh, should win, uh, but it, it, it is so far buried right now. It, it's a scary day in the United States. 
Why? What is this? Yeah, obviously, this is some kind of failing of America as a whole, of the American people as a whole, because I scream about this all the time. It blows me away how people will just follow whatever the new shiny object is, and nobody wants to stop and, and listen anymore. Now, is this just human nature? Has the country always been like this? Is this uh, losing our cultural founding, losing our moral founding? What is it? Why are we like this now? Yeah, well, that that's the right question. And so the new thing is the total concentration of power in the hands of a few people that you know that's happened in in world history of course rome and the the barbarians and uh, all the all the history of nations is the history of powerful despots the miracle was the united states of america where we decentralized power we separated power madison madisonian constitutional principles the executive uh, judicial legislative the federal level the state level the local level we separated power at every turn but now you have the great reset toward China. And China's the thesis statement, and it's the way you can dig your way right through the mess here. Anyone that's uh, aligned with China, like the big media, like big tech, like the CIA, uh, like the Democrat Party, uh, where the Democrat Party won't mention God in their party platform anymore, uh, right? There's your, there's your dead giveaway. So what's new? What's new is the Republicans have been totally displaced by this major reset, uh, which favors the billionaire class. The billionaire class is not doing anything for the poorest of the poor. Uh, you, you don't hear the mainstream media even mention the poorest of the poor anymore. It's all about the billionaire class and accumulating power. They've deplatformed the president of the United States of America. I mean, if that one fact alone it doesn't shock you into into taking action. I don't I don't know what will, right? And I could go on about higher education and morality and all that. I've done that on your show in the past, but it's this massive centralization of power. And back in Germany, remember, it was the big firms that voluntarily acquiesced to state power, right? So you got statist capitalism under national socialism, which turned into fascism. Right? So national socialism Hitler, fascism, the big corporations voluntarily uh, worked in lockstep with the state because the state showed them benevolence. They gave them gifts and treated them well. And that's what we're doing right now. Uh, Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and uh, all the, the titans of the tech sector are all leftists right now. All the billionaires are leftists uh, and they're no longer liberal. They're, uh, they're this new form of status capitalism uh, that's linked with a reset to China. And that, that in, a, in a nutshell, I think, is what se separates this piece of American history from our past. Who holds more power, our government officials or the big tech guys? Because I've argued, and possibly incorrectly, please correct me if I'm wrong, I've argued that when the music stops, it's going to be half these stooges in the government who don't have a chair because the tech guys actually have more power. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's absolutely right. And uh, the power is always linked with, you know, trillions of dollars. That's why China is not as big as the U.S. economy, but it's the fastest growing trillion dollar component, right? So the U.S. has grown at 2%. China was growing at 10. Now they're probably down to three or four due to the, the COVID that the CCP sent the world. And so, yeah, it, the, the big tech are way more powerful and they dictate, but also with them is the CIA and the FBI, which have, the, the corruption has been shown. 
and nothing happens, right? Brennan and the head of the FBI, Comey, uh, have been caught red-handed lying to Congress and nothing happens when our intelligence agencies are caught. And they, of course, are complicit with this reset toward China. Uh, and, you know, why is that? Well, you got to backtrack and see, follow the money uh, there as well. But it'll all it'll all be linked up in the end. Okay, well, that seems like a fairly hopeless situation if our spy agency and our federal law enforcement arm yeah. are now hopelessly compromised because they sure seem to be hopelessly compromised. Yeah. Where exactly does that leave a poor schlub like me? Well, that uh, I, I don't have any good news to offer right there, right? Uh, I The only hope I have is that, it, you know, it's a 10 to 20 percent uh, part of the population that's guiding the 80 percent. And then the problem is you got 50 percent conservative and 50 percent uh, liberal and then this new status uh, power racket. And so the only hope is... You know, all this craziness that's coming down the pike uh, that we see every night on the TV, uh, at, part of it was a, you know, a, people were shocked by Trump. And so now without Trump front and center for them to aim their uh, laser beams at, now they're aiming their, aiming their laser beams at 80 million conservative Americans. And so it's up to our liberal brothers and sisters, right? Liberal like John F. Kennedy liberals, right? Who love the country and they love... Uh, they, they love business. They love the Catholic faith. Uh, it's up for them to, to grow a moral spine and speak up because on the conservative side, if you see atrocities taking place on your leftist brothers and sisters, uh, liberals, we would certainly speak up on principle. I would. Uh, but they're not speaking up. And so that the hope is their eyes have to open as they see us going down just crazy tracks, well, like women's sports and these kind of things and bathrooms and showers and that it, it that the orwellian aspect has to hit them over the head eventually well one would hope you're gonna have to forgive me if i'm not gonna bank on the left waking up one day i know but as I know. always you're the best thank you congressman you bet thanks jesse man that's heavy don't worry, we got more. And make sure you hang on because we have Heavy D at the end of the show bringing it once again. Hang on. As you know, I don't hand out reading assignments. I'm not some leader, I'm not some teacher, and it's not my job to point my finger at you and tell you to do things. I tell you what I do, and look, we try to get through this whole thing together. How many times have I ever told you to go read an article on this show? Have I ever once done it to you? Not one time. I'm telling you that now. My next guest, his name is Lee Smith. He's an author. He wrote the book, The Plot Against the President. He's a great author anyway, and he also he's, he writes for Tablet. And he wrote the best, most important article I've ever read when it comes to analyzing what we are facing right now. It's called The 30 Tyrants. Go read it. I'll get it up somewhere on my website if you're looking for a link. If not, just look Google The 30 Tyrants. You will find it. Lee it's not my article, it's yours. Please tell people, who are the 30 tyrants, first of all? Jesse, first of all, thank you very much, not only for inviting me on, but for the very kind words and for encouraging so many people to, uh, to read the, the article. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, I, I thought that it would be, uh, I thought using a, uh, an example from history, 
would be a helpful way to explain uh, to explain to people what's going on right now here in the United States. The 30 tyrants, this was an oligarchy that was in place by Sparta after they defeated Athens in the Peloponnesian War in 404 BC. I know it sounds a little far-fetched, but the important part of the example is this, is that the government of Athens at that point was ruling their own people, were ruling Athenians on behalf of a foreign power, on behalf of Sparta, a country that had been defeated in war. So I said, this is what's happening here in the United States. We have the Biden administration sitting on top of what is an oligarchic, an anti-democratic faction like the 30 tyrants that is ruling right now over the United States of America. And I thought that this explains many things, why the destructiveness of this class, why these different figures, why the, the, the things that they're doing, why they appear bizarre in a different context if you turn it around, why these things unfortunately make sense. That's because again, their primary loyalty is not to the United States of America or, um, or its citizens. Who's their loyalty to? It's to their relationship, uh, their business relationship, their center of gravity, the source of their wealth, privilege, and prestige is the Communist Chinese Party. This goes back uh, to, of course, it begins with Henry Kissinger and Richard Nixon's opening uh, in 1972 with Beijing, but it really picks up speed in 1994 when Bill Clinton decides to accelerate our ties to China by delinking trade policy with human rights. And that basically exculpated the Chinese Communist Party for all the different things that they've done. And it let Americans look away from how dark and how dangerous this regime was. It already turned. It had already proven its danger with its own people. But the Clinton administration said, "Never mind." The important thing is they have an enormous captive labor labor force, hundreds of millions of people, and we're going to exploit that, and we're going to get rich in partnership with the Chinese Communist Party. So that's the primary loyalty. Uh, the primary loyalty right now of our ruling elite, our American oligarchy. Lee, how bad is China? Pretend like somebody out there is not aware of it, not aware of what goes on, not aware of how their government uh, conducts itself, these human uh, rights violations. How bad are things over there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the way they treat, I mean, first of all, the, the Tibetans, uh, the way they treat their large Uyghur population. And by the way, a lot of American companies, uh, a lot of American companies, according to a report from uh, an Australian foundation last year, American companies like Nike use uh, use labor from camps where the Uyghurs have been detained by the Chinese Communist Party. So the Uyghurs are another. And then, of course, there's a very, you know, there is the Falun Gong as well which is a large dissident movement, a uh, large dissident movement in China. So you have the Chinese Communist Party that's targeting all these different, uh, all these different parts of their population from religious minorities to, to large, enormous dissident groups. And again, the, what we've seen with our oligarchy here is 
right? They said at first they hoped that democratic norms and practices would rub off on the Chinese. Instead, it's been the other way around. It's been that the autocratic habits of the Chinese Communist Party have appealed to our ruling classes. And so you see the different things like we've seen these days. You see uh, more than 20,000 National Guardsmen who are camped out here in Washington, D.C., where I live, for a vicious and brutal show of force against, uh, against the American public. You see them farming out. You see the, uh, the political part of our oligarchy farming, it out, farming out censorship toward the corporate oligarchy. So this is, this is what's happened. It's our elite that has acquired the habits of their extremely dangerous authoritarian regime. Lee, why did the rub off, as you just described it, go the wrong way? Why didn't our freedom rub off on them and their communism rubbed off on us? Did we just lose our way by that point in time culturally and we were a blank slate? What happened? How'd that happen? Yeah. Well, I think one of the, I think one of the things that uh, we as Americans are starting to remember, starting to realize right now, is that uh, freedom is a very uh, freedom is a very difficult thing. Right? We've been blessed, so many of us have been blessed, generation after generation. It's our inheritance that's been passed on to us by, you know, by either our grandfathers or great-grandfathers or people, if, if, if we come from immigrant families, from people that we have no real relationship to, aside from our gratitude, uh, our gratitude and our appreciation for the, very hard, for the very hard things they had to do to ensure our liberty. As we see, liberty slips away from people very, very easily. And the idea that liberty rubs off on people, that never happens. This is something that's fought for and it's earned. The easy way it goes is people become cruel and corrupt. Corruption is the way of the world. Corruption is the way things go all the time. The idea that our elite saw all this money coming in thanks to a captive labor pool of peasants in China, it's hardly surprising that the corruption, the rot, would set in with them. It's, unfortunately, it's the way of the world, not freedom, corruption. That's the way things flow, downhill, not uphill. Now it's going to take a serious fight to ensure our freedoms as Americans. Lee, who are we talking about here? We I mean, it's not a secret. I talked about it already tonight on the show, Joe yeah. Biden's connection to, to communist China and his sons yeah. and whatnot. We, we go over that extensively, but who else in society yeah. are we talking about besides the Bidens? Yeah, well, it's not just the first family, of course. If you look at how the Biden administration is staffed, everyone from the director of the CIA, William Burns, who is a think tank, had raised a lot of money from... Uh, from figures associated with the Chinese Communist Party. If you look at the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haynes, when they were in the private sector, they worked for a company called Westec uh, Advisors that represented different interests of the Chinese government. So it's throughout the Biden administration and the main vehicle, uh, the main vehicle for our oligarchy's relationship with China is the Democratic Party. But that's not to say that Republicans are not involved, right? Insofar as we talk about a uniparty in Washington, insofar as we talk about minor distinctions between Democrats and Republicans, there are plenty of Republicans who are involved with this as well. And it's important to remember, Henry Kissinger is perhaps the leading figure in the U.S.-China relationship. 
It's not only that his historical legacy rests on, our, rests on the opening with Beijing, it's also the amount of money that Henry Kissinger has made from selling influence in China to American corporations, American policymakers. This has been going on for decades. So it's not just the Democratic Party, though again, that is the main vehicle. But there are Republicans who have been involved in this, like Kissinger, from the beginning. Lee Smith, the article is 30 Tyrants. The 30 Tyrants, go read it, everybody. You will not be disappointed. Lee, thank you so much for giving us some time tonight. Thank you very much, Jesse, for inviting me on. I need to explain. I understand some of this stuff can get heavy, right? That's not easy to hear. But we have to understand what we're up against. We do. You know I'm not going to do four years. I can't do it. I, I can't do every single show of, ah, the world's coming to an end, and that's not what I'm saying now. But it's so important when I talk about the system and everything that the system is. The system is controlled by China's influence now, by America's cultural Marxists, by America's gangster capitalists who are just trying to sell things to China. That's where we are. And we, you and I, I'm pointing at myself too, have got to be more purposeful in the future about where we live, where we spend our money, where we don't spend our money. We've got to be more purposeful about the tiny little towns we're in because that's going to be our safety going forward. All right. I told you you were going to enjoy Lee Smith. We're not done yet. Hang on. A word of caution before I show you Heavy D slapping around reporters again. Don't fall in love with the politician. Ever. Don't ever do it. They're all only men. Don't fall in love with Donald Trump. Do the best you can not to fall in love with Heavy D. And I say this to you as somebody who is liking this guy more and more and more. Every time I see him speak on TV, he seems to be clear. He seems to be bold, completely unintimidated by the media. He took over a state that is a purple state, and he is governing it like it is the most hard-right state in the world, completely fearless. I'm blown away impressed. I'm so impressed that it's making me nervous. You ever get to that point where you're like, oh, man, I like this guy. Don't, don't wrap your car around a tree after a gallon of whiskey tonight, please. But... He was asked, of course, I mean, the media, the system is getting ready to try to destroy this guy. They know it, too. They sense what's coming. So they're going to try to destroy this guy. And they were coming after him about all the people in Florida out celebrating and actually having fun after the Super Bowl. Some of them didn't even have face diapers on. And they tried to go after Heavy D. That was a mistake. The media is worried about that, obviously. You guys really love that. Uh, you don't care as much if it's a, quote, peaceful protest, and then it's fine. You don't care as much if they're celebrating a Biden election. You only care about if it's people that you don't like. So I'm a Bucks fan. I'm damn proud of what they did on Sunday night. That is how it's done. Republicans, that is how it's done. Never defense always offense throw it right back in their face yeah i did it not only am i not sorry about it just because it makes you mad i might do it again tomorrow that's how you handle communists lesson learned 
We have an awesome special for you tomorrow about the corruption in the Biden family. And I'm telling you, you're going to want to watch it. I'll see you then. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right, it's unjust, and Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.